0: Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at (laughs) OzarkFolkCenter.com
1: Hey folks, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we'll celebrate the official Arkansas State Instrument by featuring five outstanding fiddlers who were recorded on our outdoor stage at the Ozark Folk Center Craft Village. Jay Unger, Dennis Stromad, and the Quaby sisters. I'll be visiting with vault keeper Mark Jones to hear a recording of Ozark original Shirley Greenfield singing a fine old traditional song. And author, folklorist, and songwriter Charlie Sandage will wrap up his portrait of Dr. Bill McNeil, the longtime archivist at the Ozark Folk Center. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. Jay Unger and Molly Mason are veterans of the acoustic music scene on the East Coast and have been performing together for well over 30 years. Jay is probably best known for A Shoken Farewell, which was used as the theme tune to the Ken Burns documentary, The Civil War. Molly Mason has been a regular performer on Prairie Home Companion. Let's listen to a little of their informal performance on our outdoor stage in the Ozark Folk Center Craft Village.
2: Hello,
3: everyone. Good afternoon.
2: I'm Jay Unger.
3: I'm Molly Mason. I want to do a 30 seconds of history. We've been playing together since about 1978. Um, we were in a band called Fiddle Fever for a number of years that some of you might have old LPs of or something. Um we romantically got together in 1985 and got married in 1991. Um, Some people ask that, so I just thought I'd put it out there first.
2: Anything else?
3: I'm not gonna go further than that no okay. okay. We work together and we live together, so you can imagine the rest.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Anybody else do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, well we're gonna start with some fiddle tunes. The first tune needs no introduction. The second tune is called, Shove the Pig's Foot a Little Further in the Fire. That's familiar to a lot of you, too. And the third one will be in A, and I'll figure out what it's gonna be when we get there.
3: (laughs) Or maybe after we finish. A couple of
2: different possibilities. the name of the last one. It was a little like Kitchen Girl. The reason I ask is I think I wrote it.
3: That's how he checks. I'm still
2: testing that out. I call it pay dirt in case you want to know. Pay dirt. Maybe we should do a waltz now just. The oop pick waltz. Now, there's a a request. Do you want to do
3: oop pick waltz? Whatever. I can't say no. Whatever you got. It's a beautiful tune. It is a beautiful tune. We play it quite a bit, throw it all over. And you you know what we could do? You once talked to the guy who wrote it on the phone while he was doing his dishes in the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I I thought it was a traditional tune. Did, Did most people think that? I mean, I've always thought that. A guy named Frankie Rogers up in British Columbia wrote it and I tracked him down and called him up and I said, am I interrupting anything? And he says, well I'm doing the dishes, so thank you for interrupting. (laughs) He has passed on now, but he was a very nice fellow. And his version of it, if you can find it online, is a bit different than most of the ones you hear around in the East Coast or the middle of the country. It's this Northwestern original version. I don't know it. but We'll play it the way we. This play is it. kind
3: of the, this is kind of the Weezer Idaho version. Okay. <laughs>
2: OK, now this is, this is uh, kind of the Tennessee waltz of Scandinavia.
4: <laughs>
2: Everybody seems to know it there, and it's a beautiful waltz. Um, Finland is very far east. It's surprisingly far to the east. It's east of Czechoslovakia, but way north. And the language is in the language family finno ugric So it's Hungarian. Finnish and I think Estonian are all related. They're completely separate from Romance languages. They're not related to Russian. It's, a, it's an unusual place. But I'm a Jewish guy from the Bronx. So when I play a Finnish tune, it sometimes sounds a little more Yiddish. We'll see, see what happens. We'll give it a try. Oh, the name, right?
3: Vinienta!
2: Oh no no, this is Metsucchia.
3: Oh Metsukukia, sorry. Yes. sorry. Metzakukiya yeah.
2: means forest flowers. Oh.
1: You've been listening to Jay Unger and Molly Mason playing on our outdoor stage. They started that set with one of our favorites, the Arkansas Traveler, followed by Shove That Pig's Foot a Little Closer to the Fire, Pay Dirt, the Ookpick Waltz, and the Haunting Mitsusukia. After this break, let's take a trip down to the vault to visit with the ever-interesting Mark Jones. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Well, here we are at that part of the show, and I like to head down to the vault and visit with Mark Jones, who keeps track of all of our recordings we've been making here at the Folk Center of just about every show we've done since uh, April of 1973 when we opened up. Let's, let's head down there and see what Mark's got for us. Hey, Mark, how are you? Dave, I'm
5: doing good, but... I'm a little confused right now. Yeah, what's up? Well, I run across this song that Shirley Greenfield did. And it seemed like I've heard the song on a Leuven Brothers cut before, but it was called Katie, dear. But this has a pretty unusual name, title. Dave, the name of this is Don't Sing Love Songs, You'll wake my mother.
1: (laughs) Well now, I've never heard of that song before, so this, this ought to be interesting. Let's listen to it. Okay. an interesting song. First of all, Shirley Greenfield has a beautiful voice. She sure does. A fine singer. You know, she sounds a little like Joan Baez. And speaking of Joan Baez, I believe I've heard Joan Baez sing this song a long time ago, and I think it was called The Silver Dagger in that case. The
5: Silver Dagger. And it
1: probably, I would say... Because it's Silver Dagger, it makes me think it probably goes back to the old English ballads that are hundreds of years old. Because that's just a common thread in those ballads is the Silver Dagger.
5: Yeah, I've I've heard that. You know, I just was amazed by it and uh, vocal ability on the song. And I liked
1: it. A beautiful song. Who played guitar on that song? Jim Rutledge. Jim Rutledge. You know, I didn't... I guess I never knew either one of those folks, but it really was a treat to hear that song. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you, Dave. I'll be a-looking around and trying to find some more for you. <laughs> I know you will. Thanks. Another fine fiddler who visited us recently is Dennis Stromat. His passion for the Creole fiddle and French music of the Southern Illinois-Missouri region has led him on a journey to the backwoods of Louisiana and the University of Quebec. He's nearly single-handedly revitalized the original Creole music and French culture of the Illinois-Missouri region by rekindling a love and passion for the culture and song. Here are some tunes you might have heard along the Mississippi River in the 18th and early 19th century.
6: Song here for you. I'll just do this by myself. Um, I'm off the hook. He's <laughs> off the hook on this one. Um, this is a song uh, called My Ma Marie Mon Père, is the name of it. And this is a song, um, it's a story about a little girl who gets in a, is put into an arranged marriage when she was born because most of the people uh, were in arranged marriages. This continued up until over a hundred years ago in a lot of the French areas areas and so she uh she says to her mother and father she says mom and dad she says i can't get married because you know i don't have any dress which is in robe une robe en francais mm-hmm. and uh so the mother says well well i'll tell you what we'll buy you a new dress so you can get married that's terrible we can't have this you know and so the the daughter's like okay well i still can't get married because i need a new hat a chapeau gotta have a chapeau okay so the mother and the father are like, well, we'll get that for you. We'll buy that for you so you can get married. And the little girl says, but wait. She says, I still can't get married because I need a new shirt, a chemise, a chemise. And the mother and father are like, well, that's fine. We'll buy that for you so you can get married. They're really wanting to get her out of the house. And uh, she's probably like 13 or 14, you know, yeah. it's time. And so, so uh, the girl says, yeah, but wait. I still can't get married because I need new shoes. Des souliers." So anyway, the little girl goes on through different articles of clothing. And this song is actually how everybody, for the most part, would learn through little songs and stories like this, their clothes. Because nobody could read or write French in these areas. Uh, Because the French language had been shut down being taught at school. You were beaten if you spoke French on school grounds. So there had to be other ways to learn, so this was one of those ways. So
7: we'll do it.
6: Robe? Dress.
7: You robe. maria les chapeau, it's a hat. it's a get is a get It's cold enough, you by any shapo, so bully Capot, and a Maria capot, Oh, Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Pants
6: or underwear, depending on where you
7: have <laughs> Anybody speak French? You
6: know what a bag is?
7: Can't get married with that one. Because <laughs>
6: A lot of people ask me, "Well, does the little girl get married?" And I don't know. I, my, my, I was asking one 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 guy about it, and I said, "What do you think?" He said, "I think the parents went broke before the end of the song." He said, "That's what I personally think." <laughs> okay, well we'll do another. We'll just do an old-time fiddle tune here for you. Uh, this is a uh, this is one of my favorites. Uh, there's a guy, uh, a great fiddle player. I never knew him. Um, but his name was Joe Polly. Uh, he was a great, great fiddle player. And, um, Joe, Joe passed away in the seventies, but, uh, Roy Buyer, who I spent a lot of time with, spent a lot of time with Joe and learned a lot of his tunes. And so I have, uh, somewhat of a repertoire of a lot of the Joe Polly's songs. And he had some of the oldest tunes that were known that nobody else played. And uh, Joe's repertoire went back into the 1800s, essentially. And uh, this is one of the tunes that he would do. And they called it Jury Baker is the name of it, which is not a French name at all. But where he said, uh, and Roy told me that he that Joe said he got this song, was he got this song sometime in the early 1900s from a black fiddle player in Richwoods, Missouri. But the guy was a Creole. He was a, an African Creole. And so that's about all i know so he was technically so it technically is french but the name of the song is named after the guy he got it from his name was jury baker was the name so that's where the name comes from the song Doug back. He's the secret weapon. <laughs> <laughs> let's do. Uh, we'll do. Um, let's do a little Tuta de Don. Okay. And uh, this is uh, one that means all the girls is the name of it. Tuta de Don, is and uh, essentially what this song was used as a call song to march the girls in to the dance floor because in the old days. There were no couple dancing. It was long line dancing, setting up for, like, contra dancing, round dancing, doing quadrilles, things like that. And so they would line all the girls up first, and then the guys would come out. So the idea was, if you, we were playing this song, that you need to hurry up and get out on the dance floor. Otherwise, you're going to miss the dance. So, and this is done... Kind of in a a jig marks feel, but this is uh, very traditional going back probably at least 250 years in this one.
1: That was fiddler Dennis Stromat playing Danse Ronde, Ma Mère Mon Père, Jury Baker, and Tout est dedans. After this break, we'll hear historian Charlie Sandage's final installment of his profile of folklorist Bill McNeil, then some great Texas swing fiddling by the Quaby Sisters. This is Ozark Highlands Radio.
8: set of CDs and an accompanying booklet of annotations and song lyrics was released by the University of Arkansas's Center for Arkansas and Regional Studies probably in 1997. The editor and compiler was Dr. Bill McNeil, staff folklorist at the Ozark Folk Center. The package was subtitled Early Commercial Country Music Recordings from Arkansas, 1928-1932. McNeil selected music from 10 Arkansas ensembles for the package, several of them featuring traditional musicians as old as Bob Larkin, who was born in 1870, A.E. Ward, born in 1874, and Abby and Apsy, the Morrison twins from Stone County, who were born in 1876. The music wasn't new when these recordings were first made, but recording technology, that was still new. The earliest recordings of what might be called American country music were probably in 1922, and the well-known Bristol sessions, with Ralph Peer traveling to mountains along the Tennessee-Virginia border to record area players, came in 1927. Radio stations and fledgling studios had begun to appear around the country, and bands like the ones featured in McNeil's collection could find a place where their music could be captured, distributed, and preserved. We'll sample a few of these recordings beginning with fiddling Bob Larkin who was named Arkansas State Fiddle Champion in 1927 in a radio contest that ran on KUOA a radio station sponsored by the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville Larkin also held the title of State Champion Live Bird Shooter but the source of that title is unrecorded. In Bill McNeil's annotations, he declared that a group from Calico Rock, Arkansas had the best group name of the ten represented in this collection, They were Dr. Smith's champion horsehair pullers, a reference to the source of strings for a fiddle bow. Preservation and interpretation of this kind of music and its accompanying folklore of all types was, simply put, Bill McNeil's life work. But unlike some collectors, he saw this kind of music as a lens through which both the past and the future could be viewed. He was always interested in how traditions from the British Isles, from other places in Europe, and from Africa had evolved into the kind of music the horsehair pullers might play but he was equally inclined to watch how the music might evolve going forward. You might say he recognized that evolution was part of the tradition. State Archivist Jeff Llewellyn and I reflected on Bill's approach to this when we met at the State Archives in Little Rock. And reading Bill's work helped me just get a sense of, okay, evolution is part of the process.
5: I'm looking back because I wasn't really interested in traditional music before. I was always interested in music. But I was interested in more modern stuff. Getting in with Bill McNeil's readings, I can look back now and see how we got here. You know, and see how everything connects, even though it doesn't look like it on the surface. And when you talk to musicians, they have the idea of how far back. Even, you know, the little British teenagers in, in England playing the blues, they, they, they may not have been able to feel it like the Muddy Waters, but they knew that's where it came from, and they respected the, the lines that went back.
8: Bill's way of looking at this process was explicit in his method of defining bluegrass as a direct descendant of old-time string band
9: music. We're going to begin with a bluegrass group, and since we are kind of an educational organization, maybe I'll say just a few sentences about what bluegrass is. It's a type of traditional music, that American music, that got named about 40 years ago, but actually was just a kind of a new way of combining a bunch of traditional elements that have been around in American music a lot longer than that. The uh instrumentation of the old string bands of the Southern Mountains, the high tenor vocal, which is frequently found in bluegrass, was something that had been around for quite a while. The three finger style of banjo picking, which was a role involving picking up on the banjo strings as opposed to striking down, as in the old or older style a frailing style of banjo playing and all of this type of thing was combined with some of the jazz and blues sounds that were around in the early twentieth century bill mcneill's
8: philosophy is still reflected today in the ozark folk center's music programming the center recognizes and demonstrates that musical traditions evolve but in a broader culture where trends come and go in days or weeks someone needs to make sure a point of reference is preserved and interpreted. And so, even as its doorway to the music's future is open, the center will always be a place where tunes like this one called Dry and Dusty and once played by Stone County, Arkansas' own Morrison twin brother's string band will be heard.
1: Thanks, Charlie. Masters of Texas-style swing, fiddle, and three-part vocal harmony, the Quaby Sisters bring it like few can. Like other family and sibling performers we've featured on Ozark Highlands Radio, Grace, Sophia, and Hulda Quaby have formed a sound and style that is both traditional and familiar, yet all their own. Each sister is an accomplished fiddle player and singer, and the trio specializes in Western swing tunes with their signature three-part harmony. Roll the rug back and get ready to dance to the final set of our fiddle show, The Quaby Sisters.
10: You know, this song, um, we stole from Willie Nelson, one of our favorite Texas songwriters and singers. And uh, he's he's, uh, such a great artist. And he wrote this song. And um, I hope you all enjoy our take on it. It's called Summer of Roses. A short time I have to be with you, my love. But a short time is better than no time you see. So I bring to all my position.
9: More song, and then we're just going to hang out and talk a little bit, and I don't know. It's a beautiful day. It's not raining. Praise the Lord. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked at the weather driving up here. It's like, oh, well, it's going to rain during our outdoor set, and then it's not, so we're really happy about that. Yay, well, we'll leave you with one more, and come back and see us tonight
10: in yep. the auditorium back behind us, and, 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 um, and what do you
9: all want to do? Have a walk. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's do it. <laughs> I named the song and then I can't remember how it goes. <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs>
1: Texas Swing Fiddlers, the Quaby Sisters, playing Summer of Roses, Some Good Old Fiddle Tune, and Avalon. That brings us to the end of this week's show. Be sure to visit us at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com, and you can find us on Facebook, too. For all of us at Ozark Highlands Radio, I'm Dave Smith. See you next week.
0: Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of One Hundred, Proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. And by Stone Bank, with deep roots in Mountain View and a deep respect for those who preserve our heritage. More information about what it means to Bank Boulder is at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, We are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.